This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. So we're, we're holding sort of in the, in the Tkufa between the Rishonim. There's a, not an not a easy demarcation between Rishonim and Rishonim. Basically, after 1492, um, anybody after that is definitely called an Akron. Anybody before the end of the 1300s, uh, before the tour, is, is a Rishon. And there's that Kufa in between of 100 years or so, the 1400s, that Yesh Yesh. And we've been talking about people that Kufa, Maril is one of them. This is another one. And it's a Trumas Hadeshen. Trumas Hadeshen, um, his name was Rabbi Israel Isolin. The, um, the word Isserlin is interesting. It doesn't come from the word Isser, um, like today the modern name, like the name Isser, but rather it's a, a sort of a, um, it, it, it's a, it, it's, it's a nickname of Yisrael. Like Yisrael, Israel, Israel, so it's it's Yisrael Isolin is sort of um, a, a, a repetition of the word Yisrael. Just an interesting note. And he lived from 1390 to 1460. He was born in Regensburg, which is Germany, and ended up most of his life in it was a, a city near Vienna. It was called Neustadt. Vienna Neustadt. It's a it's a kind of a suburb, but not not far from, from Vienna. That's where he was a rough. He had a yeshiva. He was before that in a place called Malburg, which was Austria sometimes, Slovenia sometime. And that's where he spent his life. He's brought down an incredible amount of times in the Beisosa brings him down, the Ramma, they either either called Trumas Adeshin or Tafresh Vav Hey Dalit. It's a very, very hush of a safer in, um, in the Ashkenazi Psak. His Rebbe was, one Rebbe of his was a Talmud of a Talmud of the, of, of the Marami Rottenberg. And it could be, he definitely had some cash with the Maril because he was a Talmud of Maril to some degree. And he was a grandson, a great grandson. Of the Hagos Ashri. So this was Ashkenazi from Ashkenazi Poiskim. It was somebody who was towards the end of that period and spent his life in Germany and Austria mostly. The um, the Sefer Trumas Hadeshen is an interesting Sefer. It has, it's called Trumas Hadeshen because it has 354 simonim. Really, that's that's why, which is the minion of the minion of the um, it, it's it's the minion of Yemois Alavana, and it's three hundred fifty-four simonim. It doesn't have. It's written as a shilas and chuvas, shaila and a chuva. Now, what's interesting about it is. 
the shilas are very um, clipped. In other words, a normal shilas of take any other shilas of safer, it starts um, and so forth. Um, I, you know, I, we, this thing happened in our Kehillah, and we wanted to say this, and that, and then there's an answer. Over here, the shilas is a straightforward shilas, just shilas, this and this. Shaila, this and this. So the Shach and the Taz write, La Halacha, they write that he, he, these were not questions that were really asked to him, but they were, it, he framed questions to, to present his Shtigle Torah. That's how they understand it. Um, if, if it, it was Hayr or not, so on. Lemaisa, they found later in other things from him, other Ksavim and so on, that these that many things were identical and they were actually asked by somebody and so on and so forth. So the way it's understood today is that they were there were Shilas asked to him. You know, people wrote in Shilas and, and, and to him, but what he did was when he wrote up the Truman Sadeshan, he wanted to keep it um, he wanted to make it focus a lot more. Normally, when you read a tshuva sefer, it's like there's a lot of little things going on, and and um, he wanted to focus. So he he cuts out any extraneous information, and he focuses the question to fit the answer that he's given. In other words, I'm addressing this point. The science stuff you put on is not important. So, so the understanding is that yes, the tshuva suggestion is technically um, it stands on its own, but its origin is questions that were asked to him and so on. And the first question that, the first question he deals with is that how come in, in Germany, many shuls, they daven Meir three, four hours before Sezak And he tries very hard to give some justification for it. He's only able to get an hour and a half before, and then he says, I don't have any justification. Maybe just people, it's a long day, it's very tired, and they wouldn't dive at all. I don't know, he doesn't have a justification. But the rest of it is, is a lot of things that have come into halacha. And, and like I said, it's called a mesesiv, and it's one of the, the, the spartanists called a very often Ramah. Being that this was Ashkenazi Paisik, Ramah will bring a lot from Shrum Sadesh. It's, it's, it's a very, it, these farm are very important because when you look up a halacha, when you see the origin, you're able to understand really what it's about, especially Ramah. Ramah writes in a very cryptic, shorthand way. A lot of times, it's very hard to understand. I mean, you go and look up the halacha, that they, they, you can see it there. So he wrote the Truma Sedeshin. He wrote, um, there's Ksavim and Psakim that are printed with it. He didn't put it together. Others brought it together. He also wrote something called Lamnal of Sharim. And then this was on Isaveheta. And finally, um, there is a Pirush on Rashi on Chumish. It's sort of Medayik sings in Rashi and he speaks about them. In this week's parish, actually, he addresses the issue of Yaakov Avinu keeping the Torah before it was given and yet marrying two sisters. And he says a very fascinating Torah. He says, we mentioned something similar to it, but he says, there are many, the others knew mitzvahs because of the timing. And the, 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 um, and the, the taimim don't fit every case and every mitzvah. So the mitzvahs that we have are given out haklal. They're binding. Once they're given to us, they're binding. We have to do it exactly the way it was given. 
there's no leeway to say, well, since the time of the mitzvah is X, Y, or Z, I'm going to change it. But, bef- but when the mitzvah was not given as a tzivui, but it still was because of the tama mitzvah, so the Masha, he gives an example. He says the mitzvah of the Issa of marrying two sisters is litzra, that, that, you know, they'll come to hate each other. But so you would have Edith Gomor, that these two sisters will never hate each other, then you could marry them. post Matan Torah, it's Asa Gomor. Even if these two sisters live in happy bliss afterwards, it's Asa Gomor, because it's a tzivui. Before Matan Torah, if the time didn't apply, then, it, then, there was no, then, then you didn't have to refrain from it. That was, that's what he says, actually. So we have those Sfarim from Trumps Adeshin, which would not give us a whole lot of information about Trumps Adeshin, and I'd be finished at this point. I have nothing more to say. Um, fortunately, depending on your perspective, <laughs> he, 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 he had a Talmud, um, who, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Moshe, who wrote a sefer called Leket Yosha. This is the old version of it. Now, this is interesting. This is somebody cast, or Vinowitz cast, they, they printed many sperm that people don't use a lot, but they wanted, they wanted a, to have a copy. They did it in a very cheap printing like this. They would sell it. It really was very cheap, and you could, you could have a library of things that you use occasionally. This is Priyatza Chachma, and it was very amazing. Today, I don't think they print anything anymore, but Al Kapanim. Now they have a, a, they printed since then two volumes really done well and a new print, not a print, but a horror and so on. His Talmud wrote a safer, Leket Yosha, and A, it's, he, he says that, I, you know, he, he, he um, wrote down things from him and then people really wanted it. And he saw that it was very popular and people were interested in it and so on and so forth. And so he, he gathered together a lot of different so he asked his Rebbe a lot of things, and his Rebbe looked over part of it, which he liked. He then asked Hamidim, and he said, I took, I don't know what he means, he said, I took some of the Ksavim that stolen from the Trumas Adeshin, and I incorporated that also, and Eich HaSashal never stole anything, and so on. I don't know exactly what he, he said, Hamidim stole some Ksavim. I, I couldn't, couldn't figure out exactly what he meant. And he put together, a, a, we, he put together an Olshacharach, we don't have, we have an Archaim and Yerdea. That's, that's all we have. And in it, so he writes a lot of Pesachim from his Rebbe, Mipiyah Shmuel, that he heard, that he told him specifically, and a lot of stories and things about his Rebbe. And it's, an, it's a very, very reliable marker for a lot of very interesting things about him and so on. So most information comes from there. The only thing that they've done in the, in the new version of printed, they took... They gathered together the things that he wrote and, and made it organize it sort of in some sort of um, in, in some sort of of uh, seder and so on. But like upon him, this, the material comes from there. So, um, so let's go through some of the points about his life that are very fascinating. First of all, so like we said before, he was born in Germany. He was a Talmud of the old Gedolei Ashkenaz ended up in, in, in Vienna. Some points about his life that are, that are extraordinary. In 1421, there was terrible pogroms, Xero actually, in, 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 in Vienna. There were 400 Yidin were, were 
jailed. They were forced, they were given choice of shmading, and they were all killed out. It included his mother and her brother. Besides that, um, her, his uncle, that was his mother's brother, had a son, a young son, who was taken by the Goyim. The father was killed, he was taken by the Goyim. He was shmad, and he never returned back to Yiddishkeit. It's, it, 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 there's a diuk, in other words, um, it's not a, he, does, he doesn't write this, like Yosh doesn't write this, it's in a tshuva of the Maril, where he speaks about somebody that was um, you know, kidnapped at, a, at an early age, never returned to Yiddishkeit, whether or not he has Yerusha or so on, and the names that he gives dovetail with, the, with, the, with these names. That's why people think that, that that's what it was. So I'm not sure, but that, that was it. There were other examples in his lifetime. There was another example where, where 40 Eden were killed. Very, very rough. Like, like always, that those kufis, very rough kufis. Um, he, the, um, the, he writes, interesting point, he says that the reason why Torah was more miskayim in um, was more miskayim in, in Germany. I'm not sure more than what, but he says in Germany why it was very miskayim is because people were able to lend money with, with ribis to the goyim, and therefore they had easier parnasa. They were able to sit and learn most of the time. And even the people who didn't sit and learn had money to finance other people. And it's interesting, at some point out, a year after he was Nifta, the Goyim were mevatel, they, 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 they made a, a ban on, on borrowing from Jews with interest. Goyim have a, an, an issue, they had an issue to, uh, uh, um, to borrow to, uh, with interest, um, so they banned it actually a year after he was Nifta. But he wrote that that was a Parnassa that allowed for people to sit and learn. Um, speaking about the, the um, he's saying there's no turning else, the, the Shach points out, and others point out, he never brings, um, he never brings Sfarim from Spain, Rabban, Rashba, and they think that he didn't have the Sfarim. Today it's unthinkable, but in those days there was two worlds, and they don't think that he had the Sfarim. Shach says it, and so on. So his Hanhagas that are interesting, first of all, he had Hanhagas of Chassidi Ashkenaz, Chassidi Ashkenaz was a group that had spoken uh, about the uh, um, different, uh, the Rokeach, Chassid. They had extreme anhogis of, of Hasidus. He didn't let other people so much do it, but he himself personally had all such anhogis. Amongst them was, um, he didn't um, wear the marshal um, uh, on your kippah. He didn't wear leather at all, not only not shoes, he tried not to wear leather because it might say eagle. Um, on Yom Kippur, he was makbid to feed his behemoth a lot because he felt we need rachmim and so on. Um, there is a, um, he, was, he was makbid to stand for Abdullah, even though he suffered terribly from gout and was terribly surim, he would do it. There's an interesting mice they bring over here he said he probably gullus a lot and things like that. 
but he brings a very interesting story. He suffered from gout. It's called Padegra in, in Aramis. And, and he was learning, he was once learning with Talmudim, Sanhedrin. It says that Padegra is as difficult, um, it, it, it's, it's, it's as painful as sticking needles in a person's body. And the Trimasadesha said, I don't think it's that bad. And he said, and before we finished the Masechta, he was screaming in terrible pain from his gout. And he said, it's an Einish because like he questioned the Gemara and he said the next time he shouldn't, uh, shouldn't open his mouth and say things like that. Now, the story that brings the Dekadyesha. Interesting point he says about a choice of Bachrim. He says, older Bachrim, I don't think he means Bachrim Dafka as much as Yeshiva Light. If they've been learning all the the um, all the lives, even if they don't have smicha, there are two types of smicha. A lower smicha was called a chaver, and a higher smicha was called, I think, Moinarav or something. I don't remember the other lashon. But he said if he's sitting all his life and learning and he's older, you should call him chaver no matter what. Chaver um, is today the Germans call if you hear Rabbi Hess, it goes by uh, Rabbi Hanan. Ben of Chana Amram Ben Hachaver Ezra, so Hachaver is like read by us, but Hachaver was the and He said you should um, you you should call them up. You should mechaber them. Uh, by the way, the Lekad Yosh himself never even got to Hachaver, even though he sat and learned all the time. He never got that title. He writes, and then he says he heard from 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 the Trumasadeshan. He heard from someone who heard from him that if you have a bacha who is a tzaddik, and he does what he's supposed to do, but he's not especially good in learning, he deserves the title Chava more than someone who knows how to learn well, but his maizim are not terribly good. So we have a Sakatrum Sadeshna. If you have two, two Bachrim, one is a Erlach, a good Bachar, but learning is so-so, and the other one is extremely good in learning, but the Sanhagas is so-so, you favor the one who is who is at Haggis and is, and so on? Another very interesting. Um, we said before that he did not. He, he, he even though he himself was on Hasidic Ashkenaz, he didn't he didn't pass around to others. He didn't think it was on Haggis for Tzibur. One of the terrible, one of the difficult on Haggis of Hasidic Ashkenaz was Kaparis. Various tshuva um, was accompanied with all sorts of um, self-modification. And there could be, so there was a Sefer that Barakeh had, it was called Yerich HaToyim, and it was not an easy Sefer. I mean, not easy in terms of practicing it. And he himself did, wasn't so Macbeth, but certain things was Macbeth. So this is an example here. Um, let me see. He's, okay, there was somebody um, who was, I, 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 I think he, he had gone off the derech, had become an apikyrus, and he uh, was kaifa be'ika, and then he did tshuva. So, he galach saira, he should shave his hair off. V'yitbol b'maymet be'ezegim anoshim, and be toivul in front of two or three people. And to say asham the three times, when he's in the water. He should fast, Three days consecutive, day and night. It's 
that, that means 72 hours of no food or water. Another 40 days like that before the year is over. Besides these special tanesim, Yisana beis veikol hashana all year long should fast Monday and Thursday. Al yerechol basa v'lishte yai and shanu rishayna shouldn't eat meat or drink wine that first year, except for Shabbos and Yom Tov v'shchayish chanik purim. Al yase teichshanu begadim chadashim shouldn't make any big begadim any new begadim and will it serve gadol? V'lo yelech ledvar simcha levad birchas nesuin em yamoy mirochik only for chasna when they when they're saying the brachas he should stand far away. He shouldn't sleep on any mattress, sleep on the ground, except he's allowed to have a pillow. No games. That's the first year. The second year, all he has to do is Bahab, fast Bahab all year. He can eat meat and drink wine. And the third, day, the third year, one day in the week, and after the third year for the rest of his life, fast one day a month, he should stay far away from Galochim and from priests, and he shouldn't hear any drushes from them. And he shouldn't argue with them and have charata every moment that it was kaifim, chal Shabbos, and etav asa, and boil nachris, and so on. Um, the, and if he hears anybody calling him a kaifer, he shouldn't answer. So that's, that's a pretty, pretty stiff. Um, it's pretty stiff uh, tshuva to do. Um, the, then he had some other tshuvas for someone who was boiling erva by accident. He said 40 days of tshufin, not drink, not eat meat or drink wine except for Shabbos and Yantiv. Um, uh, three days of tshufin, fasting, and so on. Um, the, uh, and he said he himself would fast before Hanukkah two days. But the this the the Trubastash himself. But it's interesting also, he brings a shot about Averis. He, he speaks on the Pasik Sir Mirkadu, whatever. Veroitza Lios Nishimagehenim. If somebody wants to be careful not to not to go to Gehenim, should be careful not to be Mizana with Goyas. So I'm obviously if he writes that, it must have been common enough. In other words, I mean, it, like he says, the best way to say Rafi Gehenim is that a person shouldn't live with, with, with non-Jews. So it sounds like it was something that people nixled Or else, I don't know, they wouldn't, wouldn't say that last. That's very interesting. There's another fascinating uh, description of life. It goes like this. Um, they had a game. They, they had that fun also. It wasn't just Tanesim and Bahab and all that stuff. <laughs> they actually had fun. And one of the, one of the things that fun were like on Hanukkah or so, they would have something called, I don't know how to pronounce it, Katefo is Kuf Tes Pei Vav Tuf. It's a type of grammar. And he writes, the Lekadresha writes that um, I, 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 some examples that he remembers. So we'll just. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, without the nigging. <laughs> um, 
so this is this is, is on Hanukkah. So he says a statement, and you have to figure out what's it got to do with Hanukkah. get you need to be Mitzarev one. Now, um, what, what's okay? <laughs> what's the connection to Hanukkah? So, that, that was so he writes. If you take get the gematria of get <laughs> and you subtract it from yam, you get the amount of neiris on Hanukkah missing one. And that's why you need echa to be mekayimit. Then another one for Hanukkah. Half shade begged me many. Take off my garment. As Timsim and Yoni, you'll find my um, my number. So he says, if you take the gematria begged from from his name, you get minyan neiris. And with the Shamashim, and that's where you get the, and it works out the, the whole gematria here. Um, and so on. And um, what other interesting ones? Eved la So this is another riddle. When the Eved falls down, you have to pick it up. When a Nair falls down, no one has to pick it up. So um, his point is that if the if the um, uh, if the neighbors fall down from Hanukkah, so then we we pass in Kaf Sein If the shamus falls down, then you still need the light because you're not allowed to be near the other light. So when the when the Evet falls down, that's the shamus. You have to pick it up. When the Odin falls down, it's the neighbors. You don't have to pick it up, and so on. That that was you get the idea. Those were the, those were the, that's fun. So they had fun also. <laughs> what? It wasn't just all work. They, they, they had fun. Hmm. There's another interesting tshuva that's printed in Leket Yaisher. It's been a bit misinterpreted. Um, there's a tshuva from the Trumas Hadeshin's Rabbitson. It's printed in Leket Yaisher in Yerdea, um, answering somebody about Hilchus Nida. And it's been presented that way that um, she wrote a tshuva in Hilchus Nida in Yiddish. It, it, it's true, but it's not true. She's writing to a woman and communicating to a woman what her husband had told her about a, a certain psak. She, this woman had asked, she had some, she had some medical issue, and there was a question of bedikas uh, and so on. And he advised her how to do what to do, and he did it through his wife. I'm not sure whether he just dictated for convenience, or he felt that it was more appropriate that a woman speak to a woman about these things. That's hard to tell. She just writes at the end, if you have anything more to ask, I'll ask my husband, don't hesitate, and so on. But So, so factual, yes, there is a tshuva Yiddish from Shandlin, his Rebetzin printed, um, but it's she is more of a go-between secretary, etc. She was not passing and going halachas. Um, 
the the um, he had a daughter who passed away that and was very surprised from it. Finally, um, there's one more um, one more very interesting story. Says over, he says that um, he, he he said he wished he could see Mashiach. And he asked them, an old man like you, what do you have out of seeing Mashiach? He answered, Halavai, I could see Mashiach for half hour, and then I'll willingly die. And he said, I didn't have the guts to ask him why. I didn't have the guts to ask him what the Indian is. That was, that, that was it. Uncle Panim, um, so Truma Sadeshin was one of the... Um, one of the, one of that bridged Kufa of the the end of German Heiskim and his contemporary in in uh, his contemporary in Germany. He was an Austria baker his, between Marburg and and uh, Neustadt Vienna Vienna Neustadt. He was in Austria. Marie Weil at that time was in Germany. He was the Talmud of Maril. And um, the, the Ashbats was in, and we spoke about him, was in, uh, in North Africa. These, these were the, the big people. And, um, and, and you know, he, it was, there was a whole world of Taira. There was a world of uh, Talmidim and things that today we don't have much knowledge about. Did some of them stay, but at least we were fortunate that his Talmud sat and wrote down all these things and, and a lot of things about what went on in life and so on. One of the things that's noted actually is, we take it for granted today, but the, the, um, the, the tour was the first safer to um, have the, the, the simonim of Shohar. You know, Shohar is, is taken from, from the tour, but the tour is the first to have the simonim that we have today in Shohar. And I think they say the Lekadyesha is the first Sefer. He writes his memories of different halachas based on the st- their structure of Kefita Simonim in the Torah. In other words, today anybody writes a Sefer in halacha will, will write it Kefita Seder Shachar. That's the norm today. But, but this was the first one, from the first, they, they say it's the first Sefer that had it like that. The point of, that was a little bit about the Truman Sedeshin and his life. Thank you.